Welcome to Sales Velocity TV, where we pull back the curtain on how the top businesses in the world sell more with less resistance. Bringing over 50 plus years of combined sales experience and over 100 million in revenue generated, please welcome the hosts of Sales Velocity TV and two incredibly entertaining gentlemen, Andrew Cass and Aaron Parkinson. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Sales Velocity TV and Radio, or maybe welcome for the first time. I'm Andrew, that's Aaron, and we're talking sales prevention today. If you are new to the show, this is a topic that we visit about every four to six weeks. So if you see our show and you look at the history of our show, you're going to see the sales prevention department topic rearing its ugly head, I like to say. About every four to six weeks where Aaron and I dig into a company or an organization that literally is at this time preventing sales from happening in their ecosystem and they probably don't even know it. And man, oh man, Aaron, when you <laughs> when you hear the sales prevention situation I encountered in downtown Miami in the biggest shopping district in the city last week, you will fall off your chair. I'm predicting you may hit the floor today. How are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing amazing, and and you 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 wouldn't tell me about How's that for an intro. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to see your in person reaction to this. It is on the show, so I am I am waiting with bated breath to hear about the sale. But you just want me to get that, right in, man. You want me to just get right into it? No, before we do that, yeah. though, I think we should tell our our viewers and our listeners why. We do the sales prevention department. You do it. Yes. Good call. There is lessons. There are lessons to be learned in each one of these episodes because you're going to laugh. You're going to, you're going to smack your head. You're going to laugh and you're going to cry. You maybe you're going to cry, <laughs> right? I'm the one. But let's be honest. You know, we we're so in, you know, in the throes of our business, you know, oftentimes we can't see the forest for the trees. And when you hear about these these scenarios, what I really want you to do is challenge yourself and ask yourself, is it possible that any of these could be happening in my own business? Mm -hmm. Better yet, where is something happening like this in my own business? Because we all have areas to improve. So it's, it's, we have some fun, yep. you know, we bash some scenarios, but we, this is a learning experience too. And listen, what you said, Aaron, is important. These are blind spots. Most yep. business owners are busy running the business. We deal with a lot of CEOs and the main business owners of the businesses, and they oftentimes are shocked when they hear about the holes in their sales process or the sales prevention environment that is taking place in that business. So great learning experience. It's very entertaining as well. I think I've told you before, Aaron, I used to do seminars in Miami for probably the better half of, probably close to 10 years. I was running a live monthly seminar in Miami called Renegade South Florida Entrepreneurs, had a big group, 100 plus members, all local, where they'd come to a seminar, three-hour seminar that I ran every single month. And I kicked off every single event with a sales prevention department example. That's how we started the day. And it was always a great way to break the ice because it was always fun and entertaining, but always instructive to dig in, like you said, and take accountability and, and look at what's going on. But let me tell you this story. This is just, I'm still right. mortified. So this stuff hits me really hard. When you're in the sales business and you're in the consulting space and you have a sales and marketing CRM software platform like we do, we're very sensitive to this stuff because it's the business we live in. It's, it's kind of like a, if you're a dentist, you're going to be very sensitive to 
people's teeth when you see them. You're going to always be looking for the things that are wrong. If you go to another dental office, you're going to be analyzing their system, what's right, what's wrong. So we're very sensitive to it because it's the world we live in. I'm in the design district of downtown Miami. Aaron, you know this area because when you came down here, this was the area one block over. This is a new area of Miami, but it is the most recognized shopping spot now in South Florida because that is all the big names, Chanel, Gucci, right? All the Tom Ford, all the big names, the big markups. It's that kind of an, of an outside shopping district called the design district. And it's where all the big Panerai, I was looking at a Panerai the other day. I think you have one still. Do you have your Panerai still? Yeah, I man. I, I, almost, I almost pulled the trigger on a Panerai actually at the store. That was not a sales prevention moment, by the way. That okay. was a that was a, a a sales. What's the opposite of prevention? That that was a a, a sales <laughs> sales acceleration moment. I'm also but I'm going back. Anyways, in this environment, check this out. I'm like, there are a lot of lines outside the doors. So my wife's looking for a new bag for her birthday. She wants me to get her one of those really nice, either Chanel or Gucci or one of those kind of bags. And we're looking for her. It's her birthday next week, right? So we're going from store to store, and each store has about four or five people. Some cases, ten people outside on the lines. And I'm like, it can't be a COVID thing. We live in Florida. The COVID story kind of ran its course already. People can now go in stores, not in threes, but in thirties. So I asked the guy at the front door, I'm like, is like, is this a COVID thing? What's going on with like letting three people in at a time and keeping 20 people out on a line like they're at Disney World? My exact words, by the way. Of course, I was a wise ass about it. Of right? course you were. What's going on with the lines? This isn't Disney World. It's Gucci. We want to give you money. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, we only have three representatives at the time and we can't let anybody else in the store because we assign a representative um, to a shopper. So if we have three representatives, we can only have about five or it's like two to one. We can only have about six shoppers in the store. I'm like, did you see the three people that were just online walk across the street to your competitor to give them money while you left them in line for 20 minutes? Like it's Disney World. They were like a deer in headlights. This was happening, Aaron, at every single high-end store we went to. They were leaving people in the street frustrated online because they wanted to match them up with manpower in the store for whatever reason, I don't know. So we get into one of these stores, finally, after my Disney World line. And I said to the guy at the front desk, I said, did you see those three people leave your line to go across the street to a competitor? You are aware this is happening, right? You know me, I'm like all in on this. I'm, 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 I'm getting answers at this moment. He's like, yeah, we know it's, you know, we've had a couple issues with theft. So that's part of it. It's not a COVID thing, but really we, we just got to be careful of the volume in the store. I'm like, you know, if I go to, when I went to Toys R Us as a kid, or if I go to Target, to this day, they have like these little clips that they put on their stuff so that if I walk out the door, 2021 guys, I said, there's an alarm that would go off if I grabbed a bag and walked out the door. You guys have pretty big markups. These are three and $4,000 units. You don't think you could tag your items so that if somebody did try to walk out the front door, the alarm would go off and you might notice it. Also, the guy right there, 10 feet away, he's a security guard. He's here for that reason. So you're watching your competitors literally get on a line, stand there in the heat, by the way, for 15 and 20 minutes, get frustrated and leave to go to a competitor that will let them in and shop. Isn't the whole shopping experience letting somebody walk through the store, touch things, feel things, hold on to things so they ultimately buy things? This is why Apple is so successful. This is why Apple stores are so profitable. You have literally just thrown out every single retail shopping rule out the window for whatever reason, I don't know, because at one minute it's security, the other minute it's manpower. It was, Aaron, this was going on the whole day to the point where we left the whole area and bought nothing. We were there to buy a two, $3,000 bag. And, and it, it was, it's, I still can't wrap my, I knew your face would be that way. 
What do you make of that sales prevention retail moment? It was unbelievable to watch. It was almost like a dream. I almost feel like I have to see it because I don't it's believe it. It's hard to believe, man. Like, I'm trying to think of a comparable. Like the last place that we were kind of in like that was in Louis Vuitton. And, a and line outside the door, you'll never find it. Uh, like, I, I, like I'm actually speechless. <laughs> I, I was too. And then I got fired up and I was, you know, I apologize if I'm a little passionate about the subject. I was that passionate with the store manager. I'm like, you need to relay this information to the owner of the store because you are literally watching people get on a line like we're at an amusement park, get hot and frustrated and walk away to a different store to buy something else. This is happening in front of your eyes as, at this moment. Couldn't I'm, be I'm a try, bigger I'm sales prevention like, moment. This is I'm trying Gucci. to think of like a reason why they're doing this. So like, listen, my brain I got at? a little bit of theft. I got a little bit of, we don't want too many people in the store because we want to maybe put them in a better sales and we want to maybe go concierge out with assigning a salesperson to somebody. But all that does is it eliminates traffic. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, what are other examples where this might make sense? Because there's I a lot of knowledge one. is expensive, whatever. So my, where my brain actually went was to like cars, right? Like right. you're spending 50 to, you know, $150,000 on a vehicle. You know, there'd be a lot of questions. You'd, you'd kind of want that experience. And then I, I was like, have I ever seen a car lot that said, no, you cannot come in because we don't have enough. Stopping, tra Aaron, <laughs> stopping traffic, deciding who comes in. It was almost like, you know what? I, I jokingly said to a guy, my wife hit the floor laughing. I said, listen, um, do I need to buy a bottle of Grey Goose at the VIP table in the back when I get in? Because I've been on this line a long time. I mean, my, are you going to have my bottle ready? Will you have my bottle of Grey Goose ready in the back? And then I leave. And on the way out, I'm like, you can have the rest of my Grey Goose vodka, man. You, you guys can finish the bottle up. We're good. It was like a club, like the VIP scene, wait on the line. They, they, they lift the rope and let one or two in at a time. This is retail, folks. This is getting traffic in the store so they can see and touch things and buy things. If you eliminate that experience, you eliminate the buying cycle, period, end of discussion. I don't want to hear about security. You invest in security, right? You invest in measures to clean this up. If it's a security issue, A, you already have a security guard at the door. Get another one if you want. More so, tag your items so if somebody does try to get out the door, the alarms go off. I mean, this is and, like and retail you, 101. If you want that, that VIP concierge experience, wouldn't it make more sense to either hire more people if you've done enough research to define yes. that having one person assigned for every two people gets you a higher you know, average order value from your customers or just say when they walk in, hi, welcome to Chanel. Mm -hmm. Feel free to browse around. If you have any questions, ask one of our friendly members, would you like to have a VIP concierge assigned to you immediately today? Or would you like to reach out to us when you had any questions? I I'm telling you right now, 90% of people would be like, no, I'll just, I'll just reach I'll out. Browse. If I, have questions. I, browse. I, don't, I don't really want somebody in my face in the first two minutes of being in a store. I want to walk around and play and look and touch and feel. And then when I when I want some help, then I'm like, hey, can somebody, you know, answer my question or it get me this thing? It was absolutely unbelievable to watch, Aaron. I like you right now trying to deconstruct it. I've been trying to deconstruct it all week. And we have to go back. Do you realize I have to go back into this environment? We didn't do the deal. There was so much friction in the selling process, Aaron. We didn't get the thing. So I actually have to go back into the abyss here. I think when this, you go back, I you mean, should take one of those drink coolers and one of some of those camping chairs and put it down like and, a and football open game, up like a tailgate and tailgate <laughs> in their lineup. Just, just I, as, as your peaceful protest. Aaron, I've been doing the sales prevention department for a long time. As I said, this one is the hall of fame moment. 
This was the greatest sales prevention scenario I have ever seen in my 10 years doing the sales prevention department live in person and on our show, Sales Velocity TV and Radio. You will never top this sales prevention. So whatever you got right now, Aaron, it isn't going to be good enough because these guys left customers in the hot streets on a line. Yeah, like, I mean, even if you were going to go down that road and you're talking about high-end stores, like have some Prosecco or something that you're handing out or, you know, I have some umbrellas. I mean, it's hot in Miami. Like, there's zero chance down here in Cayman that anybody would wait outside to get into Aaron, it. let hot. me tell you something. Gross. Their attention span was so short. I was watching them come on the line, look confused, go, what are we doing? Why are we standing here? And then leave. All willing to spend. This is... Thousands of dollars per unit. These aren't yeah, a couple hundred dollar this, units. This is these things are these things are not like items that are needed exactly. or are going to somehow. This was not the grocery it. store where you need to stay on that line. No, these are spur of the moment, you know, irrational purchase. I mean, let's be honest. I, when my wife buys a two thousand dollar bag, it's an irrational purchase. Exactly. Zero. That's kind of where I'm headed right now, and I can't believe I have to go back into this cesspool. <laughs> Right. Like if, if somebody's got that type of irrational emotional behavior going through their body that they want to spend one, better two, cater to that in every way you can. on a bag, I want to grab them immediately and say, come on in, let me sell you some stuff. Because you and I them, both know listen, that those costs. Get them through that door. These stores are beautiful, by the way. You should see the design. The, the interior design right. alone, it's worth, it's like a museum, these stores. A lot of right. people hang out in the museum environment. Again, we always talk about Apple. Apple is one of the great, I know it's a big, big, big publicly traded, massively rich example. What do they have, like a billion in cash last, last I checked? So does Chanel and all those other companies. Uh, this, is my, this is where I'm going, right? So Apple, still to this day, I don't even think there's a close second, Aaron, pound for pound, square foot per square foot. They are the most profitable per square foot retail store in the world today. There isn't even a close second. Why is that the case? Because they don't leave people in lines. They have a ton of their genius bar guys. They don't have two or three. Those guys are, and they're cool. They're like the cool guys with the cool t-shirts. And by the way, you can buy something and check out right with the guy on his mobile device. They yeah. have those. Everything is built for you to come into the store, stay as long as you can, experience the environment, and buy something spur of the moment and not get on a line. Not only will you not wait on a line outside, you don't even have to wait on a line inside because your genius bar guy can run your order right there. That's the buying experience. Chanel and Gucci and Tom Ford and all these other uh, – Panerai – well, not Panerai. Panerai was the good one. Um, I forget what the other one was. Um, Turno or one of those. But they were all doing this, and they all could look to Apple as what to do that they're not doing because foot traffic, getting in the store experience, connecting with the, the clientele is, is everything. And you're right. They should just hire a couple more people and create that Apple-like environment. It was mind-boggling. Now, I'm curious to see if it's still going to go on next week. Maybe it was a one-off thing. Maybe there were some security problems <laughs> in the area, but I don't know. You know, I think we have to summarize this with, with like just a term. Right. And the term for me is when somebody wants to buy from you, you have to create and remove as much friction, friction as possible. Right. Right. It's I mean, you talk to physical retailers now versus digital retailers. It's so hard to get somebody to come to a physical location now when it's so much easier to just order it online and ship it to your house. Agreed. You know, if they're going to get in their car, drive, walk, come to your place, blah, 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 blah. 
You got to let them in with cater to them, Aaron. Right? Yeah. Cater to them. Remove friction. Lay out the red carpet. By the way, let's talk about competition. If you're in a business where there's really big competition, whether you're online or offline, I'm using an offline example right now, but it could easily apply to online. Aaron, every single big brand name store was one on top of the other. The competition is through the roof. So you don't have any room for error when competition is fierce. And fierce is an understatement, man. I mean, corner to corner to corner. You can't like there's not one big brand retail name that I did not see in this district. They're all there. So yes, it's, I, I, I want to contrast it with one of my experiences I had in Las Vegas. I was I, I go to Vegas all the time, as you know, and I was in the, you know, the the big mall that's at the end of the strip that has all the stores that, that I oh, like yeah, in yeah, it. Yeah, down, we were there down, together a few years, I remember. Down down by the wind. Isn't that right? where that cigar bar was that we that we always used to go to? Was that in that um, complex? Yeah, we or went plaza? To the, the cigar bar is across from Nobu inside of Caesar's Palace. Oh right, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we we're down shopping in the big mall, um, down by the wind. And I can't remember the name of the, the store off the top of my head, but I go shop there pretty much every time I'm there. I remember the first time I walked in, I was browsing around. You know, people weren't on top of me. I don't like it in the first, like, one minute. Yeah. You know, she, the girl came over about five minutes in. She could see I was looking at some different stuff. And she said, is there anything I could put in a, in a dressing free room for you to try on? And I said, yeah, actually, I'm thinking about maybe this or this. She's like, can I get you a glass of champagne? Huge. We don't want, we don't want you to rush. Take your time. Anything that you like, you know, don't hesitate to ask. Even if you're not 100% sure you like it, just let me know. I'll put it here. Let me get you there's something. To, I was like, this is fun. I went from spending <laughs> probably fun. 15 minutes and, to an hour and a half in the store. And I went from probably spending 100 bucks to like 1500 bucks mm -hmm. in this store. And, and it wasn't just champagne. I said, she said, would you like a glass of champagne? I was like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. She said, can I get you a, a bourbon on the rocks instead? And I was like, Ooh, what is happening? punched your greed buttons on that one. How did she know? I, I don't know. But all of a sudden it went from being a, ah, I'm just checking this place out to like, I, I go back to that place yeah. every time now, right? Yeah. If, if I saw five people in a lineup, I wouldn't even turn my head. Oh, right by. Bye. Not even interested. I don't wait in lines. Sorry. Now, you know who does a good job of that? Also big in, the, in, in, in metropolitan cities, Miami as an example, Vegas probably the same, is the salons. Yes. Right? So salon businesses have adopted more of that. You know, if you're going to come in and mostly for women, get your hair done for a couple hours, maybe do the manicure, pedicure thing as well. They have like bars now with liquor licenses. Yep. They're doing champagne, coffee, yep. high-end espresso. Yep. They want you to kind of come in and, and, and make it like, you know, you're going to spend – a good amount of time there and make it worth your while. It's not just in and out, right? So that's, that's, well, I'm seeing that, that quite a bit there, in the salon space. You know, that the, they know the longer that you're there, the more likely you are to say, you know, I'm, I'm already feeling relaxed and fun. Let me treat myself to, you know, add -ons, an additional add-ons, add-ons, right? Exactly. So the salon thing is add-ons. So that was the design district experience. I'm blown away by it. It's, 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 it's a unicorn. I, I don't, I don't know how it could even sustain itself. I mean, the rent alone, what they're paying. I mean, this is like the yeah. Beverly Hills of Miami, right? Like, it's that kind of an area. Every brand name you can think of, leaving people in the lines, outside, in the heat, for no real reason. That's another thing. No communication. What's the reason? Well, they're not really sure about the reason because somehow management has not given the information to the representatives of the store. I have a huge pet peeve with that as well. Communication breakdown makes it all even worse. 
So right. now the guys at the front don't even know why you're – I said to the security, why are we standing out on this line again in the first place? You know, I'm really not sure because I'm just the security guy. Like when stuff like that happens, I, I lose it. That means there's no communication from ownership to management to frontline people. And that makes it look even worse because now everybody doesn't know what's going on. So, and you know, if, one of my favorite sayings of all time is when it comes to sales, the confused mind says no. Yeah, and it gets frustrated. There's no, right? and then there's no one frustrated, and I'm never coming back. Why am I out principle. here? Nobody can give me an answer. The confused mind says no. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm so out. they've basically engineered everything possible to not make sales. In this environment, in the design district of Miami, if you ever watch this show, if you're one of the owners of these stores, um, you got to know what's going on because like we said in the beginning, you'd be shocked what is going on that you may not think is going on. I learned early on that don't expect what you don't inspect, right? So don't expect what you don't inspect. Don't expect great results. Don't expect a great experience if you don't inspect what's going on along the way. We talk about this a lot on the show, sales process. Much needs to be inspected for you to expect a certain type of result. And that's just a visibility play, right? Whose eyes are on it? Yours? Or have you deployed someone to put eyes on it? And maybe even have somebody go play prospect in your sales process. There are companies that are hired now, Aaron, these days that get paid to go become prospects and document what's happened and bring it back to management. Secret shoppers. What's that? Secret shoppers. Secret shoppers, right? Yeah. So there's my example, man. I, I you know, I feel I better that like, I got it off my chest. It's like one of those things you have to vent about to feel better about. I've like had I, I it all built up it, all man. week. It's been pissing me off the whole week. I can't, <laughs> I can't top it. But the, what's, <laughs> You're damn right, you can't. What's, what's fortunate is that there, it's in completely different industries. Mm-hmm. So even though I can't top it, at least the benefit is, is it's in two different industries that over, or don't overlap with what you're talking about today. So uh, my first one in the sales prevention department uh, this week was um, I've got these amazing um, guys that have the, that do air conditioning down here in the Cayman Islands, and I won't throw them under the bus with their name. They are the best technicians, customer service, timely, 911 Air condi- and you know what it's like down here in the south. If, if yep. something goes wrong with the air conditioning, it's it's a problem. It's 911. Right? It's 911. It's life or death, right? Can't sleep, can't work. Can't do anything. Can't do yeah. crazy. Like, it's the, bad. The right? fan, guys- I, I, I get it. We live in tropical environments. The fans just blow the hot air. Yeah, it's disgusting. And so I found out they had a plumbing division, right? And what I want right now is I want – we have on-demand heaters, on-demand hot water heaters. And – my house has two sides to it and the water's too cold by the time it gets to, to this one side of the house. And I've got this big, huge, beautiful bathtub that my wife wants to have a bath in our room and the, the water just doesn't get hot enough. Right. And the pressure is a little bit weak over there. So I have I said to the, the, the AC guy, Hey, can you have somebody call me? What I'd like to do is put this, a pump by the road to increase the pressure. And I'd like to put a second on demand here. Yeah. Here you guys do plumbing. Yeah. So he walks me around my yard. He said, I think we can put it here. I can think we can do this and this and this, but I'm not the plumber. So I'm going to get the plumber to call. He said, great, get the, get the plumber to call me. That was the first request. Nothing. Then they came back to service my AC units. I said, still waiting for the plumber. I even know the guy's name because the guy told me that waiting for this guy. I'll get him to call you. Nothing. Oh man. I work out with the manager in my gym. I saw him at the gym. I said, Hey, trying to get a hold of XYZ, 
still waiting. Just want to want to give you money. He's like, really? <laughs> He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, man. He didn't know, did he? Nope. Nope. Guess what? Still no call. I've now had made five attempts. That's really frustrating. And it's amazing to me because the one division is so great that I want to I want to support them and I want to use them. But I don't know what the difference is between the one division and the second division, but the second division is an absolute dumpster fire. Like they've even talked to the guy and the guy's like, I will come is it, by. Is it a new division? Did they just launch it? Is it, is it, are they getting the kinks out maybe? Not that it I, makes it I, right. I, but... I don't know, but five times. Yeah, that's brutal. five times to be like, Hey, can you just, I already know what I want. I just want to pay you to do it. Can you reach out? And no. So, uh, I feel like that's somehow either that's a, a bandwidth issue for that division or it's a communications process issue. Like even if one of the guys has said, the only way you're going to get this done is if you go online to this link and you book your appointment or call this person directly and do it because we don't cross communicate, whatever the case may be. Yeah. It's called a process. It's called a it's process. Called a process. It's called, here's what you do. If you need to get in touch with us, here are the channels, right? Here are the, here are the paths. Right, either they Amazing. don't know what that process is, or they don't have a process. Yeah, or, or listen. In all fairness, there could be a person whose whose role is to handle that that is dropping the ball, or is missing an action, or is not doing their. It only takes one weak link in the armor to make the whole thing look sure. Right, you're only as strong as your weakest link, as the saying goes. That could easily be the case, which is why you need to inspect what your people are up to, because one person can be the weak link in the chain that makes the whole business suffer. That's a right. key and point is, you made. It could be that one person. And maybe they're too busy because the construction industry is booming, right? And if that's the case, well, listen, call me you can be say, too busy, but you can't not communicate. Right. Just come up and say, we're, we're crushed. Yep. It's yep. going to be three weeks before I can come out. Okay. No problem. Right. Right. It's, it's probably a $5,000 project. You know, it's not yes, small. Sir. Right. That, that now I'm like, I guess I have to. I gotta, I gotta go find somebody else. Now you have I have to go shop, shop the deal. And, and even if they win you back, you're already like, ah, you already put me through the ringer on the five calls. I almost, you're gonna have to really, now you have to resell the person. Yeah. They'd have to, they'd have to resell you now on why you should work with them. And you're already, and you already have that bad taste in your mouth. So we talk about this a lot on the show. You never get a chance to make a first impression. So if that was their first impression, there's a stain now. There's a bruise left. Yep. And you will, have a hard time overcoming that. A really good salesperson, a great communicator will make that right, but there's so few of them out there. Somebody could come in and make that right and fix that, and that would be the thing to do. But again, if you're not inspecting this, you won't know where to fix this. I'm, I'm like extra dumbfounded because I actually saw the manager at- That, you know, that is a variable that, <laughs> that's a whole gym. And, and I, like, I was cool about it. I was like, hey, yo, you know, like four times I'm trying to get a hold of this guy, like- you, know, you, you would have thought he would have like stopped cool. what he if was doing. If I was doing, that manager, I'd be mortified. He would have stopped like, what you were. You listen. I'm going to make a call now. to my team right now to make sure you're taken care of. That would have been yeah. the that would have been the life preserver, right? Absolutely. If you'd yeah. be like, I got you, whatever, whatever reason, bang, text, boom, done. I'd have been like, cool, no big deal, right? Yeah, yeah. Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, uh, so I'm going to go into number two. Let me, now, let, me, let me share one quickly, right? So this isn't really totally a sales prevention, but since I'm annoyed by everybody this week, I'll kind of bring it into the mix. It is, so we have, we have the, the Cadillac truck, the XT6. The, 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 yep. You've been in that truck. And yep. it had to go in for service a month ago, which means I don't have a back yet, Aaron. 
Your car's been getting serviced for a month? We had to get new brake pads put on. They were making noises, right? For a month? Yeah, for a month. I, so talk about, I don't know if you want to call it sales prevention. You could call it service prevention. Hey, that's a good name. You want to come up with the service prevention department? That's pretty cool because there's sales on the front end, but then there's service and fulfillment. I think we have a new theme of a show here, the Maybe. service prevention department, which is I well, just dealt with. Still a sales, it's still a sales prevention still department. Still sales because guess you're what? Gonna buy, you're not going to buy a Cadillac from these That's things. my point, man. But two weeks I call and I say, what's, the, what's the, the status of the truck? Oh, we haven't got to it yet. We're very backed up. So I've left my truck there for two full weeks, you're telling me? And you know me. I say it exactly like I'm saying it right now. Are you trying to tell me that I left my truck there for two full weeks and you're telling me no communication along the way? You haven't got to it yet, which means I could have been driving that truck the whole time because it wasn't a crisis, right? Just making some noises. <laughs> and here we are four weeks later in a rental, which of course we're not paying for. And wow. that's the thing though, no communication. So along the way, I would have said, listen, we're backed up. Here's the scenario. I could let you keep the car if you feel like it's not a safety issue and we'll call you when yeah. we're a day or two out. Or they could do what they did and keep the car do nothing, not communicate, piss the customer off for him to call and then find out that the car hasn't been touched in two weeks. And now I'm like, guys, this was my conversation yesterday, by the way. Guys, I'm done. I'm coming to get the car. I don't care what parts you don't have. You can call me when you have the parts because I'm taking the car tomorrow because I'm done because now I'm annoyed. Right. And so that's not what you want to have happen. No, no. It, that, it's something we actually talked about this week in, in one of my companies, Andrew, when the customer has to ask you what's next, you have lost control of the situation, right? Like when the what customer do we do next? Call in what's the next two step? Two weeks later and say, what's next? What's, what, what's happening, right? You, you're, you're in big trouble. <laughs> you're in big trouble, right? If, you, if they'd called you back, they shouldn't even taken it first off. They should have said, here's the reality. And, right? and then leave it up to the customer, right? Do you want to leave, leave it up it? to the customer? Do you want to come back? But if they got it in and then they realized mm, we're, in, we're in deep trouble, then it should have been outbound. Here's the scenario. What would you like to do? End of story, right? But yeah, it, I mean, that I would have lost my mind if I had caught this. And they I, had I had couldn't even believe it. It's been, a, it's been a very tumultuous two weeks for me. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, we're talking about big companies now. We're talking about yeah. Cadillac, Gucci, Chanel. Turno, right? These are these aren't little players that just have personnel issues. These are big, highly regarded in some cases publicly traded companies. Un yeah. It's unacceptable. It's unexplainable. And again, it's happening. By the way, it's happening in your business. Just know somewhere along the way, someone is a kink in the armor, and it needs to be looked at. Agreed. All right, I'm going to wrap this show with this one I have left over which is actually one I've saved for the last three months, mm. which is um, I wanted to get some um, like more kind of unique storytelling done for me in my social media. And so I actually had somebody referred to me. And for me, if, if, if somebody I trust refers me to somebody, it, it's pretty much a done deal. Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, I'm just, I just want to meet the, you know, the company, the person, whatever, to just make sure that, they understand what I want and I'm, I'm ready to pay him. Right. And you know, the guy had big social following. I saw his own creatives. I was really impressed. I met with him. He gave me the breakdown on the proposal. He told me what he was going to do. He gave me the price, I, the price. I was like, really, that's it. 
And he, he was like, yep. And I was like, done. Send me the send me the payment info. Send me proposal, payment info, whatever you whatever you send me. I'll sign it tomorrow. Right. And and then I waited. And I waited. And I waited. And see, I'm not gonna email somebody back and say, Hey, can you set can you can you make it easy for me to pay you? I already told you to send me the thing, right? Guess how long it took him to send me the proposal with the credit card link? Tell me. Three weeks. Are you serious? I'm not jo- No exaggeration. What did you do when you got it? I just laughed. <laughs> it showed did up. Did you communicate back like, at all? It was like, so great to meet you. Excited to work together. Here's, here's the next steps. And I just laughed and deleted it. And <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't respond back at all? God no! I see. I would. I would. See. You, see. You, that's why you gotta. You, you tame me sometimes. I would have definitely had to get a dig in. <laughs> I, I would have. Like, it's just in my nature. I, I would have had I was to. Dumbfounded. Now yeah. here's the problem. The guy who referred him to me. I was talking to him. You know, about a month later, and he was like, "Hey, you know, how did it end up going with uh, X Y Z?" And I explained this exact same situation to him, and he said, "You've got to be kidding me." I said, nope. He was embarrassed. That's exactly what happened. He's like, I am stupefied right now. So even though I deleted it, and he might think, well, I kind of just dropped the ball and I lost a customer. No, 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 no. His referral source knows now. I'm doing a show talking about it. Mm. And how many other people that this has happened to have said, what a flake. That was my exact term I used with a guy when wow. I was talking to him. I said, the guy's a flake. Look at the ta- look at the tail on that. Look at the multiplication effect that that is having. And and you know me, once I make a decision, I think it was like a couple grand a month. I'm not even I'm not even reviewing my decision for probably 6 to 8 months. I'm very patient letting people do their thing, you know, see how they perform. See how they perform. I'm not impatient. So, first off, I mean, that was a $16,000 mistake all you do is send me an email right but how how, what is the tail like you're saying on it he he is his own he's the owner he's his own sales prevention department who doesn't send the link it's amazing and and the multiplication piece we'll leave with aaron because think about that think about all the other people talking about think about my design district in miami example everybody that was there that day was talking about this they're, they're terrified of going this back. This was what that. is called a viral effect and not a good one. Nope. Right? Talking about it. Talking about the guy not sending the proposal. Talking about waiting on hotlines. You don't want this stuff to become a topic of conversation. You want to catch it quick enough where you can nip it in the bud so that it does not become a cancer and potentially not go away. And the longer you let this stuff fester, the worse it is. Compound effect, baby. Compound effect, multiplication effect, not in a good way. Normally, we talk about compound effects and multiplication effects in a very good way, in an <laughs> acceleration kind of a way, viral. in a scaling kind of a way, in a business growth kind of a way. It can go the other way, though, lesson to leave with. Multiplication can go up or down. Scaling can be up or down or sideways. You got to be careful, which is why we do this sales prevention. Now, service prevention department also coming to the table. The service prevention department is attractive, right? The service prevention department. So, you know, when we talk about these things, use it as a, I guess, checkup 
time to check up on what's going on, inspect what's happening within your sales process. And like we said in the beginning, um, stay tuned for more sales prevention and service prevention department episodes uh, in the weeks and months ahead. Aaron, you have anything else you want to leave with? I'm, I'm just going to leave it with this. If you can take your, take a moment, step outside of your own business and put your customer hat on, take your ego out of the equation, take your bias out of the equation. Just ask yourself, how would I feel at every step of this journey? You know, even better, get somebody else to do it. Play prospect. Play prospect. Um, you will find some really remarkable opportunities to increase your sales. 100%. Find the holes, find the opportunities at the same time. That's Aaron. I'm Andrew. All past episodes of Sales Velocity TV at salesvelocitytv.com. If you want to join us live, we're live every Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern in the public Sales Velocity TV Facebook group, also on YouTube. We will see you in the next episode of Sales Velocity TV and radio. This one's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Sales Velocity TV is powered by Pipeline Pro, the ultimate all-in-one sales pipeline management and marketing automation platform that makes all others obsolete. And we can prove it. Take a tour at gopipelinepro.com. See you on the next episode.